a big hello to everyone today, April 20th, 2013, uh, 4 o'clock here on the uh, eastern seaboard, sea coast, sea coast, Where, sea what? Eastern sea. Eastern Georgia. seaboard. Seaboard. Yeah, nobody says that much anymore. I know, I know, but of course some of you are out in the middle of the country and some of you people are out on the west coast. Left coast. And, uh, West Coast, and <laughs> welcome to another episode of On the Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark. Here I am with a letter C at the end of that, Mark. The only way to spell it. This is our 155th consecutive week show. Kanahara. Amazing. 155. Yeah. Bunch of interesting people here coming every single week, but good to see you guys. Uh, how is our panel of sports experts today? Welcome to 420, which is also Weed Day. Yeah. <laughs> my son has my son's in the business, so he's always telling me about that stuff. Anyway, I got a couple of stories to tell you, which I thought was very funny. I had to put I write these down. Because I thought they're very interesting before we do get to the sports. And there's a lot of sports to get to today. Um, yesterday, <clears throat> well, I'll go back a few days, not yet, a few days ago, I had people staying over. And I'm not, I'm not making fun. I just think it's a funny story. One of the people who stayed over my house is a couple. And the fella has like a dementia. So if you know what dementia is like, mm-hmm. some of the things people do, they have no control. But anyway, him and his wife went to a, uh, she had to get a haircut. And of course, takes him along with with her. Uh, she's taken away, and he's like sitting in the waiting room. While he's sitting there, someone comes up to him and says, Sir, you want a haircut? Sure, I'll get a haircut. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't need a haircut, but he says, Sure, I'll have a haircut. Okay. So he's taken away, and they, they wash his hair, you know, in the starting place, and they, they cut his hair, and she's still being worked on down the way there. And then he's done, and he goes to stand. Five minutes later, someone comes up to him and says, Sir, you want a haircut? <laughs> oh, no. Sure, funny. yeah, yeah, I want oh, a haircut. Very <laughs> they took story. him away again. They washed his hair again. <laughs> At that point, his wife looked over and says, Alan, you, you just had your hair cut and okay. washed. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> All right. So he got a little confused. I'm not, I'm not making fun. It's just a funny story. Here's a more sad. interesting. Here's a more story. It's actually more, a very sad story. Uh, yes, it is. I was sad. in Duncan yesterday. Yesterday. I was going for my usual black coffee with one sweet and low. And of course, asking for my senior discount, which of course gives you six cents off. <laughs> Always. That's it. But I need to go to the bathroom. Five percent. Whatever it is. I need 5%. to go to the bathroom. And I look at the bathroom door, it says out of order. Uh-huh. That's when you need it most. Out of order. So I bought the coffee and I figured since I bought something, I'm gonna ask them, can I use your bathroom? And she says, sure. I said, but it says it's out of order. Uh, don't worry about that. So I go into the bathroom. 
And so I take my jacket off. And as you're taking your jacket off, what's the first thing you do when you go to a, a bathroom? You look to see if there's toilet paper. Right. Right. Don't you say look, look, if you especially if you gotta use the toilet paper, right? Right. Zero toilet paper. Zero. <laughs> Nothing. Good Maybe that's why I was out of order. I don't I don't know. Maybe the supply <laughs> issue. So I, I had to put everything back on. Meanwhile, I was carrying my coffee with me in and now I take it out. I go to I had to go to the uh had to go. So I uh, asked them behind the counter, I said, uh uh I want to use the bathroom and and there's no toilet paper. What, sir? Can you speak a little louder? <laughs> People all around there. I need toilet paper. No toilet paper in the bathroom, right? She goes are away. These Indians or Pakistanis? Or I don't want to go there yet. <laughs> I come. She comes back with the biggest roll of toilet paper. Oh yes, it looked like a spare tire. Yes. That's how big the toilet paper. I said to them, thank you, but I don't need all that. <laughs> she didn't get the joke. So I went to the bathroom, did what I had to do, came out. I didn't want to pass her again because I didn't want her to say, I didn't want her to smile at me or say something. How did everything come out? <laughs> oh, wow. I just went on my, went on my, my merry way. But that's a, a toilet story, you know what I mean? Uh, a little embarrassing sometimes, you know? Right, by the way, I did wash my hands along the way, okay? Uh, one little one little note, in case you didn't notice, and I should have mentioned this, we have 155 shows. I collect the flip-top tabs. If you didn't know, some people know, I, we collect the flip-top tabs from soda, uh, beer, tuna fish, other pet food, flip-top tabs. Not the whole can, just a tab. Right. Uh, I've been collecting them for over 25 years. And once a year, we we bring the tabs to a recycling place. And uh, they give money. And I donate the money to Ronald McDonald House. So, so if you want to start collecting for me, um, those people don't live in New York area can collect. And if you ship it to me, I'll pay the shipping. Just to have, I, I go once once a year. We collect tens of thousands of tabs each year, and we and the recycling place doubles the amount it's worth. What they do is they take all the tabs, they weigh them, just like gold. Gold has a value by weight. Aluminum has a value by by weight, and the guy always doubles it because you don't get much for the aluminum. But the guy doubles it because he knows it's going to. Uh, Toronto McDonald House. I just know that. So if you can collect for me, that'd be great. We got a great time of year right now. Five yep. winter sports teams are all in the playoffs. <laughs> just watch it quick because some of them may be leaving soon. <laughs> but it's the first time no, it's 1994, I believe, is the last time. Only two of them are going to be leaving soon. Well, we'll see what happens. So why don't we start? The Nets and the Islanders, right? We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Uh, Gerald, you have a highlighted report on the year 2001, right? Yes, correct. Okay, by the way, you're sponsored this week by Hockey Pucks. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, 2001 MLB season. These are what I believe to be. The key facts about the 2001 MLB season for the awards and leaders, I will name the National League player followed by the American League player. Key awards, MVP, Barry Barnes and Ishiro Suzuki. 
Rookie of the Year, <laughs> and Ishura Suzuki, Cy Young, Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens, key leaders, uh, batting average, Larry Walker, Mr. Colorado, and Ishiro Suzuki, home runs, Barry Bonds, and Alex Rodriguez, RBIs, Sammy Sosa, and Brett Boone, ERA, Randy Johnson, and Fred, Freddie Garcia. Some interesting highlights of the 2001 MLB season. The Cincinnati Reds were not showed out for a National League record 208 consecutive games until May 24th. Uh, Barry Bonds of the Giants joined the 500 run, uh, home run career club and set a record by hitting 73 home runs in a single season. In 2001, Scott Hatterberg did something that has never been before, has never been done before in MLB history. On August 6th, he hit into a triple play and hit a grand slam in the same game. Mm. The 2001 season began with an off-field event where an Alex Rodriguez signed the biggest contract in history by signing a 10-year contract with the Rangers for $252 million. He had a great season in 2001, batting 318 and belting 52 homers in 162 games. Here's a brief summary of the 2001 World Series. Uh, baseball in 2001 will always be remembered, not for the games that took place during the regular season, but for the her heroism and patriotism that took place in the wake of the 9-1-1 terrorist attacks. In the 2001 World Series, Arizona defeated the Yankees 4-3, remarkably since they were born in 1998. Here are some composite statistics which are truly amazing in my judgment. Arizona batted 264, and the Yankees batted 183. Arizona had an ERA of 1.94, and the Yankees 4.26. Notwithstanding, the Yankees did well in having the series go seven games. The Arizona Diamondbacks, again, were born in 1998. That, uh, for Arizona, Randy Johnson was 3-0 with a 1.04 ERA in 17.1 innings, 17 and third innings. Kurt Schilling was 1-0 with a 1.69 ERA in, in uh, uh, 21 innings. Schilling and Johnson were co-MVPs, and that completes my report on the year 2000. What about Hassan Kim, who blew both games four and five? Oh, yeah. Say That's that why again. it went seven games. Right. Kim, well, what's his first name? Bayoun? No, I think it was Hassan Kim. I don't remember the exact name. Uh, well, right, the Arizona uh, closer oh, came in and gave up two Remember those home runs he gave up? He felt, he oh. felt so bad for the kid. I know. Yeah, he yeah. fell apart emotionally after that. What, what was that? that? He fell apart emotionally after that. <laughs> it was storm again. It, 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 it he went home. It was amazing. That was at uh, game three and four at Yankee Stadium. Are you there? Yeah, game three was, of course, when President Bush was uh, <laughs> was uh, throwing uh, through the, uh, the, uh, the pitch from the mound. And what I just learned today in the news is that one of the umpires was a secret agent while Bush was on the field. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, how about wow. that? How about yeah. that? It was in the news today. Well, 
So somebody came out with a book about um, those type of events in in the presidential history in baseball. Yeah, we didn't like Bush, but he threw a strike, right? He threw a strike, yeah, but it was very cool. Well, he, he's a team that. owner. Owner of the Texas. No, he wasn't team owner. No, not anymore. At that time, he was. At that time. Right. He no, was no, president of Texas Rangers ready. before that. He before he became governor. Ready. He what? said he practiced for a week before that. Actually, he practiced uh, with Jeter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a catch. Michael, <clears throat> we haven't heard from you yet. Yeah, two, two things. I think that uh, game seven, uh, Randy Johnson got the save. I think that's his only save, which was an incredible uh, accomplishment after winning game six. That was a tough game for me. Uh, another thing, uh, Jerry mentioned uh, uh, Suzuki winning the, uh, the MVP. Uh, Suzuki was the most amazing ball player I think I've ever seen. And to give you an example, the most, you know, every, every time you watch baseball, you'll see something you'll never see before. When he was shagging fly balls in center field during batting practice, he would turn his back to home plate and catch the ball with his hands behind his back. Could you imagine that? And that's wow. that's it. That's how high a level of hand-eye coordination Suzuki had. And oh yeah, he was great with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say he'll when he's when he's eligible. I think next year he goes into the Hall of Fame. Definitely. I think, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, Let's hopefully. see which imbeciles vote against him. <laughs> yeah. There's always one or two imbeciles. <laughs> anybody else want to comment? Now Gerald wants to talk about. Anybody else want to comment before we move on? Okay, Gerald wanted to. Uh, I asked Gerald to do this. Uh, it's short, right, Gerald? The uh, uh, yeah, Ed we'll Williams Stan we'll Musial. Take about two, two, min two, yeah, two, two minutes. minutes. I asked Gerald to compare Hall of Famers uh, Ted Williams with Stan Musial. And here's what he did. What'd you do? Okay. Uh, Stan, Stan batted and threw as a lefty, Ted threw as a righty and batted as a lefty. Stan Musial was a better fielder, clearly, than Ted Williams. Ted played exclusively in left field, while Stan was more versatile and played all three outfield positions and first base. He was primarily a first baseman and a right fielder. Um, Stan's lifetime fielding percentage was 984 versus Ted's 974. I therefore do believe that Stan was a better fielder, no question. Both players were very, very good hitters, but I decidedly believe that Ted was far superior to Stan. A couple of things about Ted. He lost essentially five years of his career to military service, three to World War II and two years uh, to the Korean War. In the Korean War, he flew combat missions, half of them as the wingman for John Glenn. He flew 39 missions, one third over enemy lines, and had three near-death experiences. Notwithstanding, he came back very strongly each, uh, to baseball. Each time, uh, let's see, Ted's final, this is incredible, Ted's final year in the big leagues, he, he had 316 in 310 at-bats with 29 home runs and 72 RBIs. Here are some key career statistics for Ted and Stan that did not entail data mining. Okay, total, total plate appearances. Ted was up 9,792 times, 12th 
and Stan Musil 12,721 times. At bats, I'll make this, I'll, I'll shorten this. Stan <laughs> had 42% more at bats than Ted Williams. Let me repeat that. 42% more at bats Stan Musial had than Ted Williams. Batting averages, th- lifetime batting average, 344 Ted Williams, 331 for Stan Musial. On base percentage. Ted had a non-base percentage of 482, the highest ever, ever, ever in Major League Baseball. Stan had an on-base percentage of 417. Home runs. Stan had 521 home runs once every 14.8 at-bats. Stan Musial had 475 home runs once every 23 at-bats. RBIs. Ted Williams had 1,839 once every 4.2 at-bats. Ted, uh, Stan Musial, 1,954 RBIs once every 5.62 at-bats. Slugging percentage. Ted Williams, 634 career. Stan Musial, 559. I believe that decidedly, without a doubt, Ted Williams was... Uh, a much better hitter from a power RBI standpoint. Um, and overall, factoring in the f- fielding differences, Ted was the superior player uh, based on the statistics that I just cited. Okay. Everybody want to comment on that uh, little report there, Fred and Larry? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if, Gerald, if you're aware that Stan Musio was originally signed as a pitcher. Yes, I knew that, and he was a very, very good and effective pitcher. And, and interesting as a side note, each player pitched in one game during their career, Ted Williams and Stan Musial. He each had one, one uh, uh, pitching appearance. During Stan, Musial had, Stan Musial had over 3,000 hits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think he had the most before Rose passed him. Aaron. Aaron. I think uh-huh. Hank, Hank Aaron, I think, Mark. All right, I'm going to have to check on that. Yeah. All right, uh, Larry, you want to come in? Yeah, I, I agree that uh, uh, Williams was a better hitter, but I don't think he was a much better hitter. Sam, yeah, uh, Sam Musio was, was not uh, chopped liver. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, based on the stats that I cited, uh, RBIs per at bat, et cetera, I, th- I, th- I, I, I think I think Ted was was more effective from a, a not only a, a batting average standpoint, but from RBIs, home runs, et cetera. I think I think Ted Williams had superior stats, in my opinion. I agree. And by the way, and by the way, Mike, I didn't bother to compare Joe DiMaggio to Ted Williams because I, I already knew what the outcome would be. So I really didn't look into that. <laughs> I think us being most of us being East coasters, we no. would like uh, see um, Ted more than Stan. Maybe we'd favor Ted more. Than I, would, I would take any of those three. Any of those three. If they were in their prime, <laughs> And you were choosing up uh, um, teams, and they're standing there with a bunch of other people. 
who would you take first? Would you Ted take Williams. Ted? Would you take Stan? Well, look at it this way. DiMaggio, you have to admit, was the one of the greatest center fielders. Well, we're not talking about DiMaggio. Okay, he's not there. He's not, he's not part of this game now. So forget about him. <laughs> Just talking about Ted and Stan at this moment. But you put Musio on the field and have Ted Williams as a DH. <laughs> you could do that, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You don't go wrong with any either one of them, but they were. You have to know. You have to know the year because all of a sudden Ted Williams wasn't there. You would really want yeah. Musial, who was there every year, rather than five years out of yeah. out of his yeah. life. Who won more world championships? Well, That's the question. Yeah. Who won more the... championships? Well, of course. Mike, don't, yeah. Don't go there, Mike. Roger wants to talk. Go ahead. Now, this is just a question for, for Joe Horn. Joe, what did Brooklyn fans say about Stan Musial, Joe? Stan the man. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Man, that's very that man, man again, yeah. right? But you, ha you have <laughs> so to ask, too, one of them could play on my team. Who, but, uh, who is surrounded by the better lineup? Because that makes a big difference on absolutely. Absolutely. I would have to say that Musial had better better teammates by right. the Cardinals were always a good team. Yeah. Red Sox were too. They didn't have the pitching to beat the Yankees. Though. Right. That's the yeah. yeah. It was during the war that uh, the Cardinals like won three three pennants yeah. and a couple world championships. Yeah, in the 40s. Uh Williams was out uh, you know, flying his plane in the war, and Musial was playing during World War II. Yeah. Musial didn't go in. The, Musial didn't go in the army. He did for one year. Oh, only, only one, one year. year. One okay. year. Yeah, well, yeah, one he year. said he was Stan Musial. They let him go after uh, eleven months. Funny <laughs> 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 kid. I don't know. I wasn't around. All right. I, I don't want to la labor this, but nice job. Something to think about. Uh, <laughs> good discussion. Put you guys online. Gerald has a comment. Yeah, Gerald, comment on your comment. I just want to mention <laughs> that Ted Williams' eyesight was 2010. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Wow. <laughs> All right, let us move on because there's so much to he talk about. He never swung at a bad pitch. That's uh, right. I, I found a couple of beep beeps for the week, and I had to jot them down. There's a lefty uh, pitcher uh, playing for the Long Island Ducks. His name is Jose. Jose. Joseph <laughs> <laughs> Joseph. And uh, Miami, Miami uh, uh, Dolphins just signed a, uh, recently signed a receiver. His name is Chosen Anderson. Chosen. <laughs> I've never seen that one. Chosen people. Yeah, yes. Chosen Anderson. All right. <laughs> this day in sports. Today is April 18th. A couple of things happened. I'm not going to go what happened. By 20th. It's the 20th. He's the 20th. April That's what 20th. I said. That's what I meant. April 20th. <laughs> I have to read your mind, I guess not. April 20th. <laughs> now, I want to see if you guys are listening. I know you're there. I see you. But you're listening. <laughs> yeah, well, 1887, George Boughton, no relation to Jim, wins the first motor race. He's, he's racing a steam-powered quadricycle in France. So the first known uh, motor race took place in France, and George Boughton, Georges Boughton, wins that. In um, 1903, they had the seventh Boston Marathon, and it was won by an Irishman. I'm not going to mention his name. He's nothing. But the time of the marathon 
He did it in two hours and 41 minutes. So uh, fast forward 120 years later. 209. 209, 208, around there. So they, uh, yeah. they, they cut a lot off in, the, in 120 years. In 1912, on this day, April 20th, Fenway Park officially opens as the Red Sox beat the Highlanders. Yankees, the Yankees of course. weren't named the Yankees until 20, uh, 1913. Uh, also, that same year, the Tiger Stadium opened in Detroit, and the Tigers beat the Cleveland Indians. Not the Tiger Stadium they're in now, but the old Tiger Stadium. Uh, in 20... See, Mark, in weren't, the, weren't the Indians the, the Spiders at that point? I think they was the Cleveland Indians at that point. Oh, okay. It might have been Spiders a little but bit earlier. Uh, okay, okay. Killed the spiders, became the Indians. Well, the Indians killed the spiders. Anyway, right, in 1916, exactly. Chicago Cubs play their very first game in Wrigley Field, but it, back then it was called uh, Weeman's Park. Is that how you pronounce it? Weeman Park, and they beat the Reds. See, every time, it seems every time a team opens their stadium, they win. In 1920, the Phil's manager, uh, is it Gravy? Kravath or Gra Gravy? Kravath? Anyone know how to pronounce it? No one. Anyway, Gravy Kravath puts him, he's a manager. He puts himself in as a pinch hitter and hits a three-run homer to beat the Giants. <laughs> Pretty cool. Wow. Here's a Ted Williams story. In 1939, Ted records his very first hit, and it was off red roughing as the Red Sox beat the Yankees, 1939. 1943, some of you might have been born around this time. I'm not too sure, but the Braves manager was Casey Stengel at the time, oh, really? and he's struck by a taxi and fractures his leg. Anyone hear the story before? No. Okay, there no. you go, 1943. Uh, in, let's see, 1946. On this day, the first baseball broadcast was broadcast in Chicago, 1949. Billy Shoemaker, the horse racer, jockey, he wins his first race, 1949. He goes on and wins 8,832 more races. Yeah, he's a Hall of Fame uh, jockey. Uh, in 1950, Baltimore's Memorial Stadium. Remember that stadium? That's the yeah, one I think yeah. Mickey got hurt. Camden Yards. Remember that game Mickey got hurt? Uh, yeah. Um, they were in the International League at the time, but Memorial Stadium opened. I guess it became uh, an American League team maybe a few years later. In 57, 54. Bill Scourin. Moose. With Scourin. Moose. He comes the third player to hit a ball out of Fenway Park. I don't know what Fenway Park looked like in 1957. If it was the same configuration with the short wall there, he became the third person to hit it, I guess, out. I what guess. was Red Allen's home run call when Moose Scourin hit a home run? Going, Moose. going, gone. No. Valentine Blast. No, he would say, and the Moose cut loose. What cool dude. <laughs> in 1967... Tom Sivo wins his very first game. How about that? Uh, mm -hmm. In 1982, the Atlanta Braves become the first team to open the season with 12 straight wins. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
1986, Michael Jordan sets a playoff record on this day, scoring 63 points in one game. Uh, Who was that against? I forget. I do not know. Against it was against the Celtics. Celtics, yeah. okay. Okay. In 1988, Baltimore Orioles set a record of opening the season with they they set a record 0 and 14, <laughs> but they even went on further to go 0 and 21 before getting their first win. I, I assume they ended in last place that year, 88. Also in 88, on this day, the New York Yankees hit their 9,999th home run ever. Dave Winfield hit that. Same game. Cordell Washington hits the tooth, hits the one, the 10,000th home run. And Jack Clark, remember Jack Clark as a, as a Yankee? Yeah. 10,001. Yeah. All three homers in the same, in the same. Uh, well, of course, the Yankee. Wow. Yeah. In 1990, Pete Rose pleads guilty of hiding $300,000 of his income. <laughs> okay. In 1996, the Jets had the number one draft pick. Do you remember, do you remember who they picked? Mm. Receiver? Jones. US, USC? Alto. Oh, uh, oh, God. Keyshawn yeah. Johnson. Keyshawn, oh, right. Oh, right. right, right, right. Give me the damn ball. <laughs> he's doing pretty well, and he's still announcing, right? He's a, does announcing. Uh, 1996, the Bulls end their 72-win season. Uh, in 1997, the first major league game in Hawaii. I forgot about this one. The Cards beat the Padres in the first game of the doubleheader. First game, 97. Uh, and also in 97, the Cubs beat the Mets, ending the National League's worst opening ever. National League's, uh, they lost 14 straight. That was the worst ever for the, for the National League. And they finally beat the Mets to break that. And then there was a, uh, in 2013, five snowboarders were killed in an avalanche in Loveland Pass. Colorado. Where is that, Michael? Loveland Pass. It's up on I-20, uh, I-70. It's very, very nice. North of Denver? South of Denver? East of Denver? It's uh, west of Denver. <laughs> and if you drive there, it's 80 degrees when you're going there, but when you get to the top, it's about 50 degrees. But tragically, five snowboarders were killed on this day mm -hmm. on Okay, that's this day in sports. Larry, sports stories by Larry. Sponsored this week by Railroad Tracks. <laughs> My story this week is entitled The Impact of Generation Z on Our Sports. <laughs> Generation Z represents those born between 1997 and 2010. And in 2017, the Census Bureau estimated that they account for 21% of the U.S. population. Here are three ways that Gen Z is shaping our sports. First, changing baseball. In 2021, Morning Consult, a marketing and survey firm, found that Gen Z and those born after 2010, so-called alpha generation, are not into baseball. <laughs> they prefer soccer, football and basketball in that order. Mm -hmm. Alarmed by these findings, 
MLB experimented with speed-up rule changes for the 2022 minor league season, and of course, as you know, implemented them for the 2023 major league season. Second, focusing on NBA athletes. Ted Leonsis, owner of the NBA Washington Wizards and the WNBA's Washington Mystic team, <clears throat> says that Gen Z follow athletes first, not teams. Mm. Leonsis goes on to say that Gen Z feels a one-to-one -one connection to the prominent personalities and larger-than-life characters in the NBA, such as Giannis, Steph, Steph Curry, LeBron, and Kylie Irving. Perhaps the interest of Gen Z in basketball star players might explain why Ky Kyrie Irving can easily move from team to team despite the headaches he brings to management wherever he goes. <laughs> Third and finally, reviving boxing. Founded in 2016, the sports media company called Overtime has posted highlights and interviews of basketball stores. Now, Overtime has expanded its post to boxing. Interestingly, it found that Gen Z has shown plenty of demand for boxing. <laughs> that might signal its revival. That completes my story for this week. I couldn't tell you three boxers who are boxing today, professionals. And when no. we were kids, we knew everybody, right? All divisions. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. We'll make a Anybody got a comment for Larry at this point? All right. Nice story. Thank you. Welcome. We go on to Michael F. We have two okay. Michaels there. Michael F. Yankees and Jets rant sponsored by... Mm -hmm. Itchy balls. Remember the itchy balls from the trees? Ah, They're sponsoring right. this week. Sure. Yeah, well, sure. the Jets, nothing. I tell you, that I know Quanon Williams is a holdout, and uh, we're still waiting to hear. It's not a holdout. The most ridiculous thing in the whole wide world. With, uh, it's not really a holdout. It's it, it's not mandatory that he's that he's there. Right, right, right. It right. Was a yeah, it's like skipping the OTA. Voluntary. Yeah. Voluntary. And I hear discussion that there's a possibility that Zach Wilson will be the primary quarterback during the uh, exhibition season, and eventually towards the end uh, of that, that is when you'll get Aaron Rodgers. That, uh, that's uh, crazy, the thought of that, but they were discussing that on the radio. And uh, Well, Rodgers is crazy. It's the Jets. It's the Jets. <laughs> Nothing's crazy. And if you didn't, that. and if you didn't know that Rodgers was crazy, it came out and endorsed RFK Jr. for president. Mm. That that right. miserable piece of right. shit. But how yeah. how does a football team get themselves in a predicament like they are? It's just embarrassing. The Jets. They're the Jets. And it's the same old. <laughs> but, Jets. but the other I'm, thing is, is Michael, the Packers save a good deal of money. By releasing Rogers on June 2nd. Right. Okay. So, uh, Which that's is why they're stalling. You know what? Let's see if something else strange will come up between now and then. It's getting closer right. to D Day. Right. Well, the draft well, is next Thursday. Yeah. So. Right. Well, we shall see. But, uh, in my, in my opinion, it'll just end bad. 
right? They might even win a bunch of games and be an upper echelon team. But along, along the way, things are going to go down the hill. And I'm not that optimistic about the end game with Aaron Rodgers. And that's where... I know you got Joe Burrow and you got Patrick Mahomes in the AFC. Well, yeah. And I, I would just love to just super coach Zach Wilson and see what... You know, it's a funny thing. The uh, other day, I still have on my DVR a game between Buffalo and the Jets early last season. Where Zach, that's before Zach Wilson's uh, season went down the tubes. Yep. And you're the field manager, and you get yourselves a couple of other players, and Zach Wilson can morph into a Trent Dilfer. I mean, that type of ball player. And who the heck knows with coaching? He has the tools. He's played that way in the in the past. So uh, I would like to see that over Aaron Rodgers. I'm not a fan of Aaron Rodgers. That's how I feel. Now, as far as the Yankees are concerned, and by the way, uh, if you can, please don't tell me to score a DVR the game. Oh, only, only, only if you're really in the mood, something really unbelievable happened. But uh, something Yankees, unbelievable happened. Oh, I won't believe what happened. Okay, good. It's uh, Stanton came back, right? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Stanton had uh, a, a, a miraculous uh, recovery. By the way, that's also part of my report. Stanton. Is out for six weeks, and uh, he's beginning to annoy me also. Uh, the uh, main story, actually, is uh, Judge versus Otani. And uh, that, that game, that, this series is on all over the country, and they have some fancy networks that's also covering it. And I just happened to have seen in the paper uh, a comparison of the two. And some of the things are interesting. For example, uh, longest home run. Judge, 496 feet, Otani, 470. The hardest hit ball ever hit, Judge, 121.1 miles per hour, Otani, only 118 miles per hour. Oh, the man. hardest hit oh. ball, Judge, 121.1 miles per hour, and Otani, 119.1 miles per hour. The average home run distance, believe it or not, Otani, 411 feet, and Judge, 407 feet. Judge won the uh, 1922 AL MVP award. Otani, on the strength of his offense, and historically, he had the, the upper hand in that department, and Judge uh, still won the uh, MVP award. This won't be uh, news to anyone, but both guys absolutely clobber the baseball. Since 2021, Judge ranks first. In the majors with 184 barrels and his average exit velocity of 95.8 miles per hour is the highest among players with at least 500 batted balls over that period. And Otani is not far behind, claiming the second most barrels, 156, and tied for the sixth highest average exit velocity of 92.8 miles per hour over the same period. There's a whole bunch of other things. More, but the only thing that uh, is. that comes to mind, of course, is that Batani is an elite pitcher, which also uh, puts him, uh, if you want to make it a balanced scale, Batani is uh, better in that regard. And yet, in my mind, the uh, edge goes to Judge because of his, I, I think that Judge is a better leader uh, and he has the skills and his team is more successful. 
So uh, it's very, very close. I'll admit, Otani is the most amazing ball player I've ever seen. And I'll also admit that I'm a big Aaron Judge fan. So that's, uh, that's where I go with all of that. And that's my report. Okay. Uh, Gerald's shaking his hand. What's up? Mike, I wanted to ask you one question. How many times has Otani defeated the Yankees pitching? He hasn't. Otani, uh, quite a few times. He loves to hit the ball to right field. And yet the Yankees clobber his pitching. I, I mean, yeah, hitting, right. I'm saying, no, the Yankees are, are the Yankees do very well uh, batting against Otani. Okay. Absolutely. They, has yeah. a very uh, high ERA against the Yankees. Yeah. Remember, remember that game? Was it last year or the year before? They knocked him out in the first inning. Yes. Right. I right. And, and that was before they, they, they allowed him to stay in the game. So he was out of the game. Right. They, they, changed, they changed the rules for him. Yeah. Okay. And now uh, we have to sit and watch uh, the astronomical number he's going to make salary-wise next year. And that's going Don't to be very, very interesting. Half, he'll he's probably get the half a billion dollars, right? Yeah. yeah. Someone's going to give him a half a billion. Right. Okay. Thank you for that report, Michael. We go on to oh, yeah. Howie's. One, one last thing, Mark. Yeah. He's also a, a very, very fast base runner. He's an incredible base runner. He doesn't steal as many bases as a judge, but uh, he could be one of the fastest base runners in all of baseball. That's another yeah, thing. Yeah, he is. He has long strides. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, but he's one pitch away from not being a pitcher anymore. Yeah. He could do something to his shoulder. Yeah. And, uh, so well, never he, can he, tell. He, you know, ba Babe, oh. Ruth said, Babe Ruth said, I can't do both. Okay. Regarding hitting and pitching. Maybe I can't do, do both. Yeah. Nice now. Well, also, I think, Mark, I don't think he could grow a beard like yours. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Japan, they don't do that. But uh, no. All right. Uh, by the way, as far as being a leader, when uh, Otani talks, no one knows what he's talking about. No, I shouldn't say that. Okay. <laughs> Howie, up to your West Coast report, sponsored this week by Athletic Supporters. <laughs> well, you've heard this morning the news broke that the A's have uh, bought 69 acres in uh, west, the west side of uh, Vegas, north of where uh, uh, the Raiders play in Allegiant Stadium. Uh, and so they're definitely moving. Uh, the lease the lease at the, the oh, Oakland Stadium is up after at the end of next year. So and and the, the, the new stadium won't be ready no, until 2027. Hold on a second. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see where they play. I think there's a minor league team that plays in Vegas, uh, but I think the park is not enclosed. You know, it's just a minor league ballpark. So it'll be interesting to see what they, like, they're, they're leaving, you know. They had no but, fan support there, come on. Stadium's well, a dump. The fans, the fans were planning this uh, reverse boycott where they are gonna show up at a midweek game against Tampa Bay, June 13th, I think it was. Okay. And to prove that they, will show up, but uh, the way the attendance is, last year they, they averaged less than 10,000 a game in Oakland. Ridiculous. Right. Uh, so uh, they're going to be leaving. Uh, the other thing that I have is about Brock Purdy, the uh, Niners quarterback who underwent surgery on his elbow. 
earlier this week, he said he might not, it could be that he won't make it for the year. He won't, he'll be out for the year. I don't know why he said it, but I guess that's a possibility. But the Niners uh, management, they're optimistic that he'll be able to play uh, the, uh, next this year. Uh, and you, you, I read about all these rumors about, oh, uh, other teams are interested in getting Trey Lance and, uh, you know, these possible trades. But the way that Niners management is saying, basically, they're going to go into the into the camp with Gertie as the as the starter. If he doesn't start, then it'll be between Lance and Sam Donald. Uh, and that's pretty much what, what they're doing, you know, how they're uh, leaving it. Uh, but here all these rumors about trades to Minnesota, her cousins and all, but it's not really true. It's just, they're just no. speculating, you know. And that's about it. That's all I got. Anybody want to comment on Howie's report? Yeah. Oh, you don't want to talk about the NBA playoffs? Oh, not yet. Not uh, your time uh, yet. <laughs> all right. Well, I think yeah. Howie wanted to give a West well, Coast uh, version of, Sacra of, the, of the Sacramento Golden State. Well, Mike Brown, I think, was chosen as coach of the year, deservedly mm -hmm. so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, done a great job. And with the, with the Warriors, you know, you live and die with Draymond Green. Yeah, he got suspended for tonight's game. For tonight's game. He really is the heart and soul of that team. He's their yeah. point person uh, for their offense. Uh, so Did you see him step know. on that guy? Yeah. Wait, didn't, yes. don't you think that guy pulled him a little bit? And he was yeah. so off balance? Maybe, you know, yeah, maybe a little. There's a little acting in there. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, Even I thought he's got a he's reputation. They fucked him, yeah. okay. But I don't yeah. think it, it. It was you know he was trying to. I pulled him. The way the league uh, put it. So yeah, the league the way the league put it. They they used his past actions, his history right. in in coming up with the suspension. So, uh, but the guy pulled his leg. Yeah, yeah, I pulled definitely. Yeah. So what yeah, did he no. do? So you react to, to stomp on him? Mm. Uh, Looked like a stomp to me. No, he didn't stomp on him. Check it he out. He off on. balance. He tried it's, to pull his no. leg away. The guy pulled it. I doubt no, it. No, go look at it again. I looked at it two, three times. Okay. Four it. times. <laughs> Couldn't have him to a nicer guy. So change your glasses. No, sure. It was All right, Howie. Ruling, thank you bad, on your on bad your ruling by the NBA. We have a, a bad uh, have a, there's one more. There's one more piece of West Coast news. What about Mad Bum being DFA today? Oh, Bum gone. Yeah, well, that's, left, that's Arizona. Left, it's Southwestern. Yeah, yeah well, he left the Giants <laughs> He lost some uh, miles per hour off his fastball, and oh, he, he's never come up with an alternate pitch. Uh, no. And he hasn't been the same pitcher. He hasn't. He wasn't the same pitcher the last couple of years with the Giants. He was losing it. Yeah, uh, I know. And uh, whoever picks him up, you know, it'll be on Arizona's dime. He's got two years left of the contract, and uh, I can see a a, a, a playoff bound team uh, possibly pick him up. Not the Giants though, 
because they have like seven starters, but uh, I can see that happening. How about the Metsies could use a starting pitcher? Mets might have an opening soon. Yeah, we'll see. I can see that. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So what did you think of the Scherzer thing? Well, we'll get there in a minute. Let's talk about Scherzer in a little bit. We've got a couple of Mm -hmm. more special stories. Mike Mike C. wants to talk a little bit about Candlestick Park. Is that right, Mike? That that is right. Go ahead, Mike. Let me, uh, a quick comment on the 49ers, and then I'll talk about the Candlestick. Uh, They have lost three defensive linemen out of their rotation. So though they got the guy from the guy from Philadelphia, who's uh, apparently very good, they are thinner now on the defensive line than they have been. And they probably will be drafting uh, for that position because uh, uh, they lost, for example, they lost the guy who stripped uh, the Seattle quarterback in that playoff game. When Seattle was uh, threatening to score, they were only down about seven, I think, or maybe less. Uh, but uh, that guy stripped the ball. I've forgotten his name now, but in uh, the 49ers scored, put the game away. Anyway, the point is that they uh, they lack depth now on the defensive line. We'll see what they do about it. Um, as far as candlestick, it's a very complicated, convoluted story. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go into much detail here, only will summarize by saying that it ended up the the awarding of the park and the contracts involved and some of the terms and conditions ended up with a grand jury investigation in the San Francisco area into who did what and who got paid off. (laughs) Um, You all know, of course, about the swirling winds that bedeviled uh, the Giants and their opponents over 40 years in which they were in that park. The reason for those swirling winds was that right next to that park, there is a hill. It is called Bayview Hill. And the wind comes in off the ocean and then it comes around the two sides of that hill and swirls into the park. So you've got, uh, at times you had winds going in two directions within the park. And the flags would fly in one direction part of those and some of the other flags would fly in a different direction. So you know all that. And you know that Stu Miller and uh, when All-Star Game got bl- literally blown off the mound as he was in uh, the motion. And there was a balk called, uh, that was in an All-Star Game. Uh, and, but there were other, many other occasions in which uh, the dust and the papers swirling around and so on caused delays in the game. So as you know, the Giants moved after the 57th season into uh, the Bay Area. Uh, the park was built uh, between 58-59, uh, and in 1960, it opened for baseball uh, with the Giants. They were there from 1960 to 1999. The 49ers came along in 1971, and they played in Candlestick Park till 2014. The story behind it revolves around two people, really, uh, a contractor by the name of Charles Harney, H-A-R-N-E-Y, and the mayor of San Francisco, a fellow named George Christopher, at mayor at the time. So Harney had bought acreage from the city around where Candlestick Park ended, uh, uh, ended up and later sold most of that acreage back to, uh, or, or yeah, uh, was willing to uh, take a price, I'm sorry, to buy the land back at cost, or sell, sorry, 
He was willing to donate it to the stadium at cost, but not all the land. Other land he sold, the prices here were $2,100 when he bought it, $2,100 when he sold it. Uh, nearby properties were going for about 6,000. So uh, he took a little loss on that, but he sold other land in the area that was needed for the parking lots for 67,000 an acre. This was part of the grand jury investigation as to why he was paying $67,000 an acre. So uh, the, the team, the, the, the park was, a, was not just windy, but was cold, very cold mm. uh, in the afternoons and at night. One of the things that Harney uh, did, uh, which was a, sort of a reflection on uh, others as well, was when the city fathers came out to see the site or when uh, uh, even the baseball officials came out to see the site, he invariably tried to get them there in the mornings. In right. the mornings, <laughs> once the fog burns off there, uh, they are quite, quite beautiful, uh, sunny, uh, no winds. The winds come up in the afternoon. They blow uh -huh. about one to four, one to five. And then the winds subside, but it gets very cold. You get fog-type uh, conditions. It's cold and humid and temperatures fall into the low 50s. It was very uncomfortable. The temperatures in the new park that are relatively new that's downtown are pretty comparable, but there are no winds. And so it's actually much more comfortable uh, to watch a game there. So that, that, was, that was the basic story. Harney was uh, pulled the wool over the eye of many or the eyes of many, not all. The grand jury investigation looked into it, ultimately let it go. Uh, Christopher appointed a stadium commission that had Harney itself on it and others uh, that were his allies. Uh, Christopher, I think, had a hand in the till as well, uh, but uh, nothing, nothing ever came as that. Why yeah. did the 49ers not object to Candlestick and uh, played there for since 71 to 2014, about 40 something years? The reason is that in the fall, the weather pattern changes in that area of California and the afternoons are gorgeous. The wind subsides, the days are, are sunny, pleasant. And so San Francisco home games were generally speaking uh, pleasant for the fans there. Maybe a little cool temperatures in the 60s, but nothing like during the baseball season. Of course, the 49ers never played games at night there. Whereas the Giants, when they did play at night, it was a miserable experience and they were the second most uh, team playing day games of all, only second to the Chicago Cubs, mm. which in those days did not uh, yet have lights, or at least in many of those years did not have lights. And mm -hmm. the final highlight to mention to you about this kind of uh, interesting experience is that Candlestick Park was the venue of the final concert ever given by the Beatles. Mm. Wow. wow. Public concert. There you go. Thank you. Uh, Gerald. Mike, putting aside economics and technology, if Candlestick Park were a dome stadium, there wouldn't have been any problems, I suppose, weather-wise. Yeah, it would have been much better if they could have heated it. They had a heating system. They had put in radiant heating into between the seats, but wow. it didn't work. It's, wow. It didn't work. Basketball so, wow. so they looked into uh, redoing it, but it would have involved taking out all that concrete and uh, upgrading the heating elements. So that yeah, that wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah. Michael. Yeah, my uh, Mike, 
How did Candlestick Park get its name? There was a contest. Uh, and so the fans uh, put out, I think there were about eight or nine uh, uh, contenders. And Candlestick was picked as the best of the lot. Ah. There was a, the, the, supposedly the word originates with a, a certain bird that used to uh, habituate that area of the Candlestick something or other. And, uh, and so that was the sort of the inspiration, but the name was thought to be uh, uh, appropriate and it was picked. Wow. Okay, how are you want to say? Yeah, uh, just to let you know, Candlestick was on the side of, right by the bay on that, on the east side. And, but the, the amount of area between the bay and the ocean is very little. And that's very true that the wind came off the, uh, the ocean. The other thing is they, I think before the 40, I think prior to the 49ers getting there or, or because the 49ers were going to move from Kezar Stadium, which was in Golden Gate Park, down to Candlestick, uh, they enclosed Candlestick. If you remember back in the day, there was no, there were like maybe bleachers or it was nothing out in in in, uh, in the outfield. And then they enclosed it. And but if it worked for the 49ers, the games were good. But for the Giants, even if it was closed, I mean, I was there. The first time I went to Candlestick was in 84 when I first moved there. It was a night game. And after five innings, I had to leave because it was freezing. <laughs> So that's right. Howard's right. And uh, for the 49ers, ultimately, uh, it sat around 70,000. Well, originally with the Giants, it was in the 40s, but they uh, raised it. It got up to as high as 62 or 63,000 for baseball. And then they cut it back to about 58 uh, in the end. Another thing was they found out nobody was hitting any home runs in the early year or two of the park. So they had to uh, move, the, move the fences in and did. So I wonder how many more Willie could have had, huh? Willie, yeah. yeah. He said 100 more, but I'm not sure. more, there you go. It might be true. They That's also had these huge uh, areas where the bullpens were. They were out there along the left field and right field line. There was tremendous yeah. amount of territory and foul ground. So a lot of guys went out that wouldn't have in other parks. Yeah. You guys could look at the uh, 1962 World Series. I'm sure YouTube has that. You can see Candlestick Park in action. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mike. It was nice, nice report there about Candlestick Park. Fred, we're up to you. NBA uh, playoff report. Well, I want to talk about NBA and I want to start off with the NHL. All right. Go ahead. Very unusual. And I don't know what it's an unusual occurrence, but I don't know if you're aware of the eight first round games the home the lower the higher seed the better team has lost home ice advantage in seven of them already wow the carolina hurricanes are the only team that has held home ice advantage for the first two games including the shocking game last night between the florida panthers and the boston bruins where the yeah, panthers they where the, not no not just clobbered them they exploded for four goals in the third period. The game was tied 2-2, and the Panthers scored four goals to take a 6-2, excuse me, a 6-2 lead before the Bruins added a goal after the at the very tail end of the game. Of course, here in New York, I'm very happy, pleased. I'm sure Ron Ron is as well as most of the people, the Rangers 
with a beautiful mm-hmm. 5-1 win where they outplayed the Devils in all facets of the game. But out West, all four visiting teams have met, uh, won the first game. A couple of them, two of them lost the game two, but they still have home ice advantage. And the other two are uh, playing tonight, including the, the defending Stanley Cup champs who lost three to one to the Seattle Kraken in the, in the first game. <laughs> and also it was shocking to me a little bit how how easily Tampa Bay um, the, demolished Toronto at home. And, oh, and yeah, 7-3, right? 7-3, yeah, 7-3. Right? Yeah, and so the Rangers playing the Devils tonight. Well, hopefully we'll see what happens and the Rangers can maintain, well, they, they will have home ice advantage, but take a commanding lead in the series if they should win tonight. And the Islanders last night, I didn't really see the Islander game, but I heard they, they lost in overtime and Shesterkin let in a couple of bad goals from what I understand. I don't know. Well, they, also, they were unlucky. Uh, at the, I did watch the, uh, huh. some of that game. You know, I root for any team that has the word Canes across its uh, chest. <laughs> yeah, right. and so that includes the Miami college team and also right. the uh, Carolina hockey team. Canes. But what happened at the very end, it was 3-3 yeah. in overtime, and it, there was a high stick by one yeah, of the... I, I, uh, yeah, I, I read about that. I didn't see it. I, I read about yeah, it. Yeah, I saw it. And so one of the Islanders goes down with the, you know, he got hit in the face with a stick and he goes down onto the ice and they come up, come up ice five on four and get off a quick shot and score. They had a wide open guy and he took yeah. a quick shot and he scored. I mean, it was a good. According good to shot. what I read in the paper too, that the Mayfield, the guy who got hit also not only got hit, but he also was arguing with the referee a little bit. Well, and well, maybe, maybe been right, out right of position. Then, well, he should have. He should have argued. I mean, it should have been a high stake well, penalty. But yeah, but yeah. now now the play's going. Now the yeah. play's yeah, going. Right. Now that way the play's going, right? Right. Uh, and but the whistle and, and, and in the end, in the end, in the NBA, why it's it's less pronounced in hockey, but four out of the four uh, lower seeds have 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 the uh, home court advantage. You know, and and the only other and the other thing in, in basketball, a lot of injuries. You know, Giannis, yeah, Giannis didn't, got hurt, didn't, right? didn't play last night. Jean, Morant, didn't, Morant didn't play. And, and as far as the Knicks, I was very encouraged by their first first round, first game win. But I don't think they're going to win the series unless Barrett quickly and Grimes become much more involved <laughs> offensively. Randall Bat, and Brunson cannot shoulder the, the low themselves. And Barrett, Barrett, I mean, he had, he had six assists in his first game, but Tuesday night, he was absolutely terrible. Yeah. No, no he has games like that. He just no disappears. And, and quickly quickly looks like he's uh, fro- frozen in time. Doesn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some reason. Yeah. yeah. And Grimes is not aggressive. Grimes over the last, you know, six games had was, of the playoffs was very good. Yeah. And Hart has a bad ankle. Hart has yeah. a bad ankle. We don't know. I mean, I, I, it's, I mean, the Knicks have the home court advantage, but Cleveland is a is a very good team, and Ka- Karis Levert was great the other night. So was Garland. Yep. And they just early, early demolished them. They beat the hell out of them. They, they did. Killed them. It was, Killed them. No contest. Still a seven game series. Point. You never can tell what's going to happen. No. Three, four. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, it looks pretty you know, that the, the Nets are somewhat, you know, really overmatched against the Sixers. Oh, that that series is over. I mean, yeah, maybe Ron. I don't know if the Mets will get one. Oh. Nets will get one game, like, possible. The Celtics uh, are dominating the Hawks, so that, that right. should be yeah. out, out west. Denver should should be easily uh, defeat Minnesota. Clippers and Suns are tied one one, and Clippers, uh-huh. also, Clippers also playing without Paul George, so another. Uh, Outstanding player who's uh, who's, who's been Fred, out. Fred, could I just yeah. Ron, Ron and Roger sitting out tonight? Believe it or not, who what? who Kawhi Leonard? Okay, I read that really? tonight. Injury or don't tell me, don't tell me load management. And what else could it be? He looked fine the other night. Yeah, yeah. so I'm saying the Taiwan one. There is there shouldn't be any load management at this time of year. Which it's the playoffs, for God's sake. Yeah, couldn't be happier to see the Clippers yeah. go down. They they deserve it if if that's the case. Yeah, and then the Lakers and Memphis is a good series. I don't it know. It says a knee know. sprain. Knee sprain. A knee sprain. Whatever that means. Play through it. Yeah. Yeah. Roger, you wanted to comment, Roger? If it's, not, if it's not broken, you play through it. Yeah, Roger. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, I was saying I was, I was going to pick up what Ron said about Kawhi. Yeah, I was also surprised that he's not going to be available for the game three. You know, it, it's funny. You know, Fred, you mentioned a, a knee sprain. What about yeah. the hockey player? He got hit with right. a skate the other night, seventy-five stitches, right. and he came back after the yeah. break. Is that amazing? That's amazing. Ron, Ron, I, Ron, I still hawk back to nineteen sixty-seven Toronto Maple Leafs. Bob, Bobby Bourne playing, leading the Maple Leafs to a Stanley Cup. Championship on a on a fractured ankle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I have a question for for you guys. Yeah. Do you think right. there there really is a home ice advantage in hockey? Hockey, less yeah, than not I think so much. Of, less no. than I think in other sports. I don't. Yeah, I don't see the refs favoring the home team like I do in the NBA, for example. No. I, I think it, it depends on the goalie. I, yeah, I on my opinion, ahead, my opinion personally, the refs look at the score a lot. And they ref by the score. If one team is up two, nothing, three, nothing, penalty stuck up going against them. That's that's a definite. Mm-hmm. They'll start calling it. They're, they're not on the up and up either. Okay. But that's not home ice advantage. No, no. But in, in, in hockey, you have more than in basketball of the, you know, of the eight seed, maybe, you know, beating the one seed and right. the seven seed or two. Right, but you, you used oh, yeah, to be, happens all the time. Yeah, in in the NBA it used to like be like baseball. Very rarely happens. Well, yeah, baseball. Look, look at last year. I mean, the Philadelphia Phillies barely barely got into the playoffs, and look what they did. Got hot. And the yeah. Dodgers, the, what San Diego also knocking off the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you get hot pitching, you got a hot goalie. You know. All right. But, Okay, thank you, Fred, on that. We may touch upon it a little later on if we have time. Um, in, in back, Going back to baseball, I read something the other day. Maybe some of you caught this. They're thinking about two more changes in baseball. Which ones? First, they want to do a – and they're experimenting, of course, in the, in the minor leagues or the Atlantic League where the Ducks play. Designated pinch runner. Uh, that's not sure how idea. they would they would do this. I'd like that for Stanton, Mark. <laughs> I'm just saying, how would they would they say, "All right, uh, Michael, you are the pinch runner. Go in for 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 Gerald, who's on who's on first base." 
and Jarrell could stay in the game and play the field. But Kenny, well, if you had a fat slob like Vogelback, you'd just pinch run for him every time. I don't know how they would in, how they would use this. It, it couldn't That's a be stupid all rule. the time. That's stupid. I don't know what the rule. How they how they gonna do it? Oh, then they yeah. have this in Little League in the Little League World Series. They have plays that. Well, come in, in softball, they usually have a designated runner for somebody. Uh, would would would, would they would they do what they say? Would they pick one player out of the lineup and say if he gets on base? He's not going to run, or they're going to say. A, I a don't run. know how that. Just read. They're thinking about it. I don't I haven't read oh, more it's, about it's, it's, it, but it should be interesting to see how they're going to uh, put that in play. Then here's another interesting rule change. It's going to be happening in again with the Atlantic League with the Ducks play. It's called the double hook designator hitter rule. What? The double hook H O O K designated hitter Very rule. Hook. This happens. Let's see. It allows a team. To use a designated hitter throughout the Whoa. game, only if the starting Ooh. pitcher goes five or more innings, you keep your designated hitter. If your starting pitcher doesn't go five or more innings, hey. the designated hitter is wiped out. Sounds uh, stupid to me. That's a rule they're going to be doing. They're thinking about it every time. They and what happens if the pitcher gets hit by a line drive in the fourth inning? Yeah. Or yeah. twigs his knee yeah. or whatever. Come you gotta on. tweak the rules somewhere. I don't know, but that's what yeah, I read about. Little, what what little, does wiped out mean? What do you mean by that? It means there's no more designated hitter. If what? If, if your pitcher goes four innings and you have a designated hitter, moving so, on, so, the pitcher so has you're to saying hit. He, so you're saying you can't do what? what Tampa Bay does, you know, pitch a guy for two innings and a guy for three? Say again? I'm sorry. What? You don't know, like what Tampa Bay does. Openers. Guy will pitch one inning, then bring another guy for two innings. Yeah, you know? yeah Giants do that that's too. A, that's, a, that's a stupid I game. don't know they're, they're, what they're thinking about. Again, I'm not saying. So the, the pitcher like with, the, the pitch with I bat? I just read this. What I read here. But you know what you know what baseball should do? I mean, not as a rule, but teams. If they think a starting pitcher is good for six innings, retrain the starting pitchers so they don't start the game. Bring them in, let them pitch the fourth through the ninth innings, which are more important innings. And you know what? You know, retrain the guys. Let, let them pitch those six innings. Why is why is the first six innings so? Well, that's what the opener. Remember that. the old time the, no, all, no. the all-star game. Yeah. It was a starting pitcher and followed no, by no. a starting pitcher, followed Seriously, by a starting yeah, no. pitcher. If, yeah. if you if you had a guy on say, say the Yankees, all right. That Garrett Cole is a bad example because he can go nine. But you've had a guy who's a great six-inning pitcher. You take him out in the seventh. Wouldn't you rather have the guy pitch great six-inning pitcher the fourth through the ninth than the first through the sixth? Probably not. Interesting idea. No. Because you don't know what the situation will be uh, in the late innings when you would ordinarily want, you know, you, you have to make a choice. Am I going to use my secondary pitchers, my best pitchers? Yeah, but, yeah, but then man managers seem to bring guys out of the bullpen because they want to lose the game. But if a guy pitches 10 pitches in, in the seventh inning, pitches one, two, three, he can't pitch the eighth because he's not, his, he's not an eighth inning guy. Yeah, I know. It's mm. it's crazy. I think it would be great. Let's I'd see, see what happens guys. with that room. Go see a duck game. During the year, and see if you like the rule. But you know, oh, these, these changes. What do you guys Mark, think of the pitch clock? By the way, 
I think it's Talk great. About Dallas, I don't Good. like it. I don't like it. I like the pitch. I don't like it. Like it. I don't like it. Don't stay for the whole game, Mark. Don't forget the. the see, was see, was a game. Just see, was a game the other day. Detroit Cleveland. To the idea that the Gen Z and 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 so forth are are not liking baseball. That's why they made the changes. You see, a game the other day, Detroit, Detroit, Cleveland, one nothing, an hour and fifty minutes. I don't I like it. Yeah, wow. it, it's it's moving in the direction of having an yeah, offensive yeah. platoon and a defensive platoon, sort of like in football. Not and a bad idea. Yes. For those of you that have been around for quite a while, you may recall that in college in the 1950s, yeah. you only had a certain number of players that you were allowed to substitute. Right. Two, two platoon. <laughs> they had a game. They had a game last week. Maybe some of you read this story. Uh, Cody Bellinger, who's now with yeah. the Cubs, Cubs yeah. uh, well, the, the Cubs were playing in, in Dodgers in Los Angeles for the first time, and the Dodger fans loved him. So he came up for the first time. Mm -hmm. The fans are like really clapping, and you remember, remember him. But time, time came and went, and the umpire called an automatic strike. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know the umpire's supposed to have a little. Up, you know they they, they 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 love me. You know I'm this, they're supposed to have a little discretion, and you know they could. Yeah, should have just called it timeout when they announced him yeah, coming they, up. And, yeah, you know that's on. that's stupid. Well, baseball had the Jackie Robinson day that came and went. Of course, they do it every year, and it's hard to tell the players without their names in the back. <laughs> right, they all have the forty-two. I said, "Who's that? 42. <laughs> But I'm happy they keep doing that. That's pretty cool. Uh, Are they going to do a number 21 for Clemente as a as a? I think, the the Pirates, I think the Pirates do that. I don't think Major League Baseball does that. I thought they were going to do it, but I know the Pirates do that. But we'll see. Um, the Mets. Okay, we want to talk about yesterday's game. Let's talk about Scherzer. What's your opinion about what happened? We said we get. I don't want to talk about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get uh, suspended? Well, we so, haven't heard what know. the suspension okay. is. He'll appeal, appeal it, and they'll cut down the number of games. They can't wipe it out completely. It, Otherwise, the umpires have no credibility. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have not, any I don't think it's a number of games. It's, it's number of days. Evidence? Is it yeah, days or games? Days. They said it might for ten days. Days more. Days. Days. Who starts? Days. Days. Who starts? Is he appealing it? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, he the suspend, they suspended him for 10 days? No, we don't know yet. Has no, no, no. It's just automatic. Yeah. It's yeah. an automatic. It's, if you get it's thrown out of a game for substance abuse. but And by the way, Phil Cousins <laughs> was the guy who threw out Hector Santiago, the first guy who uh, okay. did it too. So he's very, uh, oh, what's the word? He's sticky. He's just, he, yeah, he's, 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 he's a stickler for the sticky. He's sticky. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, but it's an automatic, supposedly 10 days, but it has the right to appeal. That's the right to appeal. Yeah. So, but you know what, also, it's a disrespect for authority. I mean, he's trying to swindle the umpires, he's yelling and screaming and lying to the umpires. How do you know what he's talking about? First of all, first of all, he has a First of all, it's a legal substance. Go out and buy rosin. Put it on your hand and, and make it, make yourself it, it, sweat. It's the legal substance, and, and there's nothing in the rule book that says, you know, how much. It's supposed to be up to the umpire's 
discretion, you know. Right. Yeah. But it's the illegal. umpire felt his hand was too sticky. And that is illegal. And that is cheating. Yeah. What's the, but that's a subjective thing. But, that's right. But well, he's been doing that his whole career. Then they, 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 they should just ban, the they should just ban rosin from, from being a legal substance then. <clears throat> well, they they need interviewed Scherzer on the No, I know you don't. I'm saying I'm being serious. Milton, they haven't heard from you. I just want to tell you, when, with the Yankees, they did that to, uh, what was it, Hermain the other Saturday, day. Saturday's game. They made him wash it off a couple of times yeah. and check them. I want to tell you, I even like playing goal, tennis, I, I use a rosin bag to hold on to the racket. Sure, or, you have to. But you know you use what? a rosin bag in order to dry your hand. Not to have it as a combination. And bowl is used for rosin too, right? Bowl is used Substance or Scherzer has been doing this his whole career. Right. Yeah, but you, you use the rosin bag near where you're playing. You don't go into a dugout or a clubhouse and put it on surreptitiously. <laughs> and who the hell knows what you're mixing the rosin with? That's where her that's where her mean did. He, he says I use I use the rosin that's in the dugout. I don't use them on the on the mound. So mixing it with. He's you know, cheating. Not cheating. One other thing. No, it's <clears throat> rosin. Scherzer said rosin and sweat. He right, said to right, the right. it's rosin and sweat. What do you want from me? But right. the rosin bag is supposed to be near the mound and not in the dugout. Does well, that well, matter? So, 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 what, so why didn't the guy in the Yankees use the bag? And he, he, used, he used it in the dugout, too. He didn't use the rosin bag on the mound. That's cheating there, too. And that's even the Yankees. That's a well, high level. The only umpire that made an issue of the whole thing, bro. Cause he's the only ump that made an issue. That's right. That's right. I mean, like uh, his last start, he, the same routine that these pitchers use the same routine all the time. Yeah. Yep, they do. They do. They do. Okay, let's. Yeah, Mark. One other yeah. question. Yeah. I just want to ask you: the best thing they did with the rule change is getting rid of the shift. But I right. wanted to ask you this: no. when you when you go to a ball game with your kids or your grandkids. I used to love to spend more than a couple of hours there at the ballpark with everybody together. It just seems to be in and out of there in a couple of hours. Wouldn't isn't it nice to You're be not at the getting ballpark? your money's worth? <laughs> Come on, I used it's to okay for me. get some food, no, get some ice minutes. cream, enjoy the enjoy the ballpark uh, for baseball. It just seems it's too fast. The rushing the games are being speeded up too fast. You know, if they really wanted it speeded up, get rid of some of the commercials. Well, get there two hours earlier. Right. Let's get two hours early and walk around the stadium. You're right. But Do that before, you know. Well, the speeding up is for the, the TV game be secondary. Not for the live audience. Yeah, yeah. The, the, last game, the, the, la the last game Cortez was pitching. So it was a very, very fast game. And I DVR the game. So it was 2 nothing Yankees after about two and a half innings. And I took my DVR and I hit last. In other words... I put it up to the present time in the game. So it went from the from the second inning to the sixth inning. And it, it must have gone to the sixth inning within 20 minutes. And you feel chipped. The game is just going, you know? <clears throat> I think there's a difference, guys, between the way starters are reacting to it and relievers. I, the I, same time. It's the same. Yeah, I know. But clock. I noticed with... The game Kershaw pitched the other night, he was very comfortable with the clock. He got into a good rhythm. Yeah. And it's hard for a relief pitcher to do that. Whoa. Expe especially oh. if people are on base. Yeah. Yeah. 
I yeah, said that it's difficult. Some people on base, you know, you want to think about what you're doing. Not you're not a machine. Right, right. That's yeah. what I think. Go ahead, there, Gerald. This is just a thought. I wonder what impact uh, the shortened games have had on concessions, food concession sales <laughs> at the ballpark. Well, that's why they're I'm selling beer in the eighth inning now instead of cutting off the seventh. I was about to say that. They're going to yeah. make their number. Of All course, right. now you're going to have more people drinking later in the game and leaving Get the stadium. So that's drunk, another problem. That's yeah, uh, right. they, they're talking the about the shift. Uh, Francisco Lindor was quoted as saying, he yeah. loves that there's no shift because yeah. now I could roam. Yeah, it's great. Make these fancy plays. I'm not, not waiting for a ball to come to me. I can go get the ball and make a play without bumping into great. my yeah. neighbor. The best part, of, I agree with Milton. It's the, it's the, I think it's the, it's the best part of the rules change. Aaron Judge yeah. won a uh, dispute. Did you hear this one over the trademarks right. <laughs> using the uh, uh, All Rise? And here comes mm-hmm. the judge. Some guy uh, wanted to to patent that, and they said, "Uh-oh, no, no, belongs to belongs to him." Yep, judge. Done. And and a lot of people say the Yankees uh, look really good with uh, Anthony Volpe leading off. Mm-hmm. How do you Yankee fans feel feel about that? Him leading off and uh, uh, using his speed looks good. And he's very and good. Since he's been leading off. His batting average good. is over three hundred. Yep, and he's taking a lot of pictures, walking a lot. Yeah. And he could have got judged behind him. Yeah. He stole three bases in one game, and the first time since Ichiro was a Yankee. Yeah. 2012 was the last time someone stole three bases in one game. Did you hear Correa? Correa made a very good compliment to Volpe. He said he's going to be a great player, not just a good player. (laughs) Right. Right. What about his fielding? I didn't expect the feeling to be that good. I thought Peraza was going to be the better fielder. You made Both a great play fine. last night. Yeah. yeah. Peraza played third base the other night. How's he doing third base? Anybody comment on that? Well, not, enough, not enough sampling. But... I think Peraza is also an elite fielder. Yeah. Today he's playing second base. Peraza? Yeah. yeah. Torres, Torres is DHing today. Oh, okay. they, have Torres bat, they have Torres batting cleanup. And look what's happened to Franchi. Yeah, I think he's batting under 200. Franchi. Franchi. <laughs> okay. Um, football draft is next week. Yeah. Next week after our show next week. Uh, I believe it's 7 o'clock? Yeah, 7, 7 o'clock. o'clock. 7 First o'clock round. the draft. We could talk about the draft next week. Uh, we may know some more Aaron Rodgers news. We may, may not. Or Lamar Jackson news. Yeah. With Odell, Odell Beckham there, maybe it's uh, they're talking to each other. Maybe we could agree. And uh, how about that, that uh, Jalen Hurts contract? Jalen Hurts. Oh how could they give that guy so much money for one year they did? One super year. I know. Mahomes should be the highest. $5 million. They say it's the highest paid player, average annual salary. They want to make up for billion, fully guaranteed. Jalen Hurts. Yep. I'm not sold on him. Not long term, no. We don't know. No. no. And I want to see how well the Eagles do this year with all the players that they lost. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Demar Hamlin got the okay to go back to uh, his football mm-hmm. career. Learned yeah, that yeah. yesterday. Curious God to see bless how him. that's going to play out. 
Yeah. yeah. John Elway has cut all ties with the Broncos. Mm. He's a player, a general manager, special consultant. Now he's a free agent. Do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> and what we learned that the giant, the Jets signed a former Packer quarterback. Tim Boyle, 28 oh. years old. Uh, uh, he was the, the Packers' number three quarterback in 2018. He played behind Aaron Rodgers. And remember Deshaun, Deshaun uh, Kiza? How do you pronounce it? Kazark. Kazark. Yeah, the guy from, guy from Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, he played behind Jared Goff in 2021. He played one game with the Bears last year. Now he's a backup with the. Uh, the Jets. So what's the story in, with the Washington Commanders? One day I hear that Josh Harris uh, is going to be the new owner, but then I heard someone else is going to be the new owner. Any news you guys down in the Virginia area? Larry. Oh, Larry's gone. The, no. thing, is, the thing is held up because of these indemnification issues. <clears throat> um the league wants to be in, uh, you know, free of any uh, uh, lawsuits associated with uh, Snyder. Snyder wants to be free of any lawsuits that he would bear. Uh, so uh, things haven't been fully uh, worked out. But the big news in the D.C. area this week was the firing of the general manager uh, and president of the uh, Washington Wizards. Yeah. And yeah. This guy yeah. was the successor to Ernie Brunfeld who was a proven mm -hmm. failure, but it took 16 years before the team finally realized it. But with this guy, only four years. And he made the trade of Ruri Hachimura, mm -hmm. first round draft choice with about the number nine choice to the Lakers for absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. The handwriting was on the wall. You can't sustain, you can't sustain a, a, a somebody in a position who makes a trade like that. Yes, yeah. All right. So, Anyone else have anything else to add? Oh, I wanted to say that we forgot to mention that that, that Quinnipiac College mm. defeated Minnesota in overtime oh, yeah. uh, for the Frozen Four Championship. You know, some of our people, they're not on the screen now, some of the people who come to our show went to Quinnipi Quinnipiac. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac, you gotta say that three times fast, but that's their first title. How do you spell that? How do you spell it? It's got a Q. They're the ones known for the political polls, right? That's right. That's right. They have only 6,000 undergraduates, and they beat University of Minnesota that has five campuses and 52,000 undergrads. Yeah. So good for them. Their first. Championship ever. Mm. And can you guys name uh, who won the uh, Boston Marathon this week? Some guy from Kenya. Yeah, of course. Can't go wrong with Kenya. But in Israel, a woman came in third place. Oh, yes, good. I saw that. Lona yes. Salpeta came in third place in the women's. Okay. That was an interesting story. I want to wrap this up. Russia will not be allowed to participate in team sports in the 2024 France Summer Olympics, including basketball. But Good. they're going to allow them to participate, along with Belarus, in individual sports. Oh. All right. 
So mm. they, they came like halfway. Yeah, so as far as I, I basketball, think. Russia will not be allowed to play. Good for them. It looks like Tiger Woods may be done for it. Another another surgery? Yeah, um, bites in the ankle. From that accident. The guy is accident. like basically, uh, I don't know, on his last leg? Come to say. Don't say that. Really. Yeah. And do you know there's, 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 a, there's a major league soccer league going on right now? You know, there's 15 teams in the East and 15 teams in the West. Professional soccer. Hmm. Can anyone name one team besides the team from New York? Los Angeles Galaxy. Galaxy. Maybe you're right. Can you name New another England Revolution. Okay. Oh, no, no. okay. Washington. But who's watching? But who's watching? Ron left us. I wanted to get to Ron because Ron, yeah. uh, the NYCFC played Saturday night against Nashville. He was ushering. Mm. I wanted to know how big a crowd there was. I'm sure there was a big crowd, right? Yeah. I mean, City yeah. I mean they won the championship a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's right. But I wonder how many there were. Look, there's a football league underway. Two yeah, football USF, leagues are underway. Two. You know, you know, it's funny. US, yeah. I, I, got, I got a funny story to tell about that. Yeah. I, was, I was in Dunkin' Donuts a week ago Saturday. I didn't see you. Got, and the guy behind me over here. <laughs> he was in the bathroom. The guy behind me is talking to his wife at 12.15. He says, I got to get home. I got to get home. And his wife says, why? He says, I need to see the kickoff of the XFL game. I said to my son, I said, I said does anybody know? It? I can't believe this guy's going, he's getting, he's rushing to get home to see the XFL. Just, hey, who, who's leading that league? Your team, the D.C. Yes, the D.C. Yeah. Defenders. You got the it. The Defenders. And when they play <laughs> against Arlington, who's their that quarterback? sounds like a little rivalry to me, huh? <laughs> who, who's, who's their quarterback, Mike? Anybody we know? <laughs> but this is, I watched the no game idea. last week. The game went to overtime, and they do two-point conversions from the five-yard line, right. alternating three times. Really? Mm. Whoever gets the most uh, uh, two-point oh, yeah. conversions wins Win. the game. If it's yeah. still tied, they keep on going. <laughs> Interesting. That's right. Yes. Okay. Defenders won that game. All right, yeah. yeah won that game. All right, let's do trivia. Let's let's end the show with trivia questions. I know. And Milton, we have your your song is coming up. All right. All right. Let me have a trivia question. question. You probably know this, but who uh, holds the record for the most strikeouts in any one game, regardless hey, of the number 20. of innings? Cheney, twenty-one. That's right, Washington. Yeah. Wow. One other one. One other one. Okay. In that game that one Marichal uh, beat. One nothing, uh, Warren Spawn. Do you have any idea how many pitches Warren Spawn threw in that 300, 300 no, I have, I, you know, I, I remember the game. I have it down 222 pitches. That's a lot of pitches. Wow, and uh, Spawn Spawn only threw 101. Yeah. There was a book written about that game that's really a good book. I forget who wrote it and what the I title, but I read it many years ago. I'm surprised they had a counter it back in those days. July 3rd, 1963. Uh, mm -hmm. All right, Fred, yeah. Okay. In 2004, on two consecutive days, April 13th and 14th, with the same team, two pitches, each one won each one their 200th game. One of them won on April 13th, April 14th, pitch for the same team, 2004. Who are they? Got me. 
Anybody? Skilling and Johnson? That's what I was going to oh, say. What team? What team? Yankees. Oh, Yankees. Yankees. 2004? 2004. Mm. April 13th and 14th. Pedro and uh, Schilling? No, not Pedro. And who's the second guy he said? Schilling. Schilling. No. I repeat the question. So, the Yankees, right? Four to two guys, two pitches for the Yankees on April 13th and 14th in 2004. Started and one started the 13th, one started the 14th. Both were the winning pitches, and it happened to be their 200. Each their two hundredth win. Messina, Messina, yeah. Messina yeah. is, Messina yeah. is one. Mike Messina is one. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. The other guy is not a Hall of Famer. Cone. No. no. Pet, Pettit. No. Wells. David Wells. Nope. No. Who was it? Kevin Brown. Yankees. Uh, uh, no. What a thought. Okay, we, got, we got one. Okay. Michael. Okay. Who is the only player to hit at least 20 home runs every year since 2013, except for 2020? That's COVID year. 20 home runs. Recently. What league? What? American League. So he plays this 2013. I'm going to take, take a wild guess. Salvador Perez. No. He's currently on the Yankees. On the Yankees. Really? Yankee swing. Because Rizzo. Rizzo. Rizzo is the answer, right? Right, right, right. Okay. How about that? Okay, Gerald Haswell. Who's the youngest player to win the Heisman Trophy? Youngest. A freshman. Who was the freshman to won the Heisman Trophy? Oh. That Manziel, right? Yeah. Manziel? No. Archie Griffin? No. <laughs> About what? Apollo year? Cassidy? The year, <laughs> the year was 2013. Oh. 13. Hey. Ooh. Not Archie Griffin. You want no, initials? He... What college? Let me give you initials. Right. JW. Williams. What did you Williams. say, Mike? Williams. No. JW. Wilson. Wilson. No. Yeah. <laughs> what W's are there? Washington. Sort of close, but Washington. No, he was never. Oh. Right, what? Uh, what? Uh, what college? You know, that's <laughs> unfortunately I can't tell you the college. I don't. I, I didn't. Put you don't know there. it. JW. Oh boy. Anyone? Oh. I think. <clears throat> you know, Michael. You're just gonna. Uh... Who is? Wait, 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 he played for the 98 Yankees. Luis Soto? No. No. He batted, over, he batted over 300. Paul O'Neill? No. That's not Paul O'Neill. Um, Initials? H.B. H.B. Homer Bush. Homer Bush. 
Wow, they gave him a job. Good for him. What what do they call them? Uh, Soho. Remember? Send them home Soho. He was the guys were thrown out at the plate. He would send everybody yeah. home. <laughs> yeah, Gerald, go again. All right, this is a deep history question. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> prior to 1926, what did MLB World Series winning players receive in lieu of rings? <laughs> a new jock strap. No. Suit. <laughs> Suit. No. A, a necklace? No. no. A watch. Very oh. good. Pocket watches or right. or, <laughs> or or what else? Best watches. The door. The third door. Or medallions. <laughs> Medallion. Yeah. Yes. My God. Who else has a question? A few I more. got one. Go ahead. I got one. Who has who has the most touchdowns in Jets history? Freeman McNeil. Matt Snell. Uh oh, Fred, you frozen. frozen. We'll never know the answer. <laughs> frozen, Fred. Fred, you hear us? Fred, you're frozen. We don't hear you. Who has yeah. a question? Maybe he'll. Uh, Fred is coming back. You come back. No, he's not. Yeah, okay. We put the heat on real quick. You unfroze. Yeah. Who was the answer? Don Maynard, 88. Oh, Never would have got that. Ah, okay. 1960 Never to 1972. That. Never would have got that. May you yeah, I probably would have figured it out. Yeah. All right. Anybody mm-hmm. else got a Michael? I got a good one. Right. When you keep score, okay, four lines is a home run, a DP is a double play, and uh, number nine, if you hit a ball to the right fielder, it's at the left fielder's number nine. When Phil Rizzuto kept score, when he wrote WW, wasn't watching. What did that mean? Wasn't watching. <laughs> I'm trying to find, I can't find it. Okay. Hold on, Joe. We can't hear you. All right. Who else? Okay. I got a question here. Uh, can you name every starting quarterback for the Cardinals? Since 2000. Jesus Christ. No I'll cross no. off anyone you name. Murray. Murray. Murray was from 19 to 22. Go ahead. Colt, Colt oh. McCoy. Colt McCoy is not on this list. But he started wow. last year as a substitute when, when Murray was injured. Starting quarterback. Well, he started a game. Maybe yeah. the, the starter. Who's the, the starter? starter. Oh. oh, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Kurt yeah. Warner is 05, 07 through 09. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, what's his name? Who Warner replaced Lenart? Good. Matt oh, Lennart. Right. That's 06. Matt Lennart, yeah. And you got a Cardinal. Uh, Boomer? Boomer Esiason? No. No, no, it was no. the earlier. Oh, wait. Earlier. Uh, 2000 on. Uh, Not, no, Jim Hart was early, way earlier. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. he was yeah. way earlier. Yeah. Jake Plummer. Oh yeah. Really? Jeff Blake. Jeff Blake. Who? Who's Jeff, Jeff Blake. Blake. Josh McGowan was all over. Mm-hmm. Derek yeah. Anderson. Kevin Kolb. Carson Palmer. I'm surprised you didn't mention him. Right. That's right. Yeah, he's probably the best one of all. And Josh Rosen. You forgot about Josh. Mm-hmm. Rosen. One year. Oh, gosh, yeah. All right, a couple more as time is Gerald, almost up. Uh, Fred. Fred. 
That is a hockey question. Who are the only Rangers to have 90 points or more in three separate seasons? Not consecutive. Three. Who? Kreider. No. Jean Rattel? Rattel is one, correct. Hadfield? Roger Gilbert? No. Roger Gilbert? No. How about Brad Park? No. Brad Park? No. Brad Park, okay. Um, is it recent or is it like back in the 40s? One is currently on the team and one was on the team when they won the Stanley Cup in 94. Messier? Messier? Messier is two. And the third one is currently on the team now. Oh. Oh, one of the, one of the Russian guys? One of the Russian guys, yeah. The Naren. Right, Naren. <laughs> the Russian guy. Very nice. Russian, the Russian guys are always in a hurry. That's it. Right, a couple more. Uh, Gerald, then Michael, then we'll call it a day. This is a quick two-parter. Right. How many minutes of action, actual action on average, is there in an MLB game and in an NFL game? NFL game, and, and 15 minutes. Yeah, right. No. I was going to say that. No. 14. 14. No. 16. No. no. And 12. We're just guessing. What is 11, it? 11. Okay, 11. 11. How about, How about baseball? Baseball. Action. 33. 36. No. 23. 4. No. 36. No. What do you consider action? If a guy takes a call third strike, is that action? Sure it is. Right. No. I guess bases and all. Well, Mark, you were, cl you were close. You were two times high. What's half of two times high, Mark? 18? 18. 18, right? Nine. 18 minutes. 18 minutes. 18 wow. Minutes. Really? Yeah, yeah. All right, last question of the day, boys. Uh, Michael, you got to close. Let me get to our, our song. Don't go before Milton gives us our song. Go ahead, Michael. All right. For the Yankees, the longest on-base streaks. Name the top four. 45 well, for Judge. Judge is one. Ruth 45. Judge is one, okay. Eric Jeter. Jeter. Jeter is another one, okay. He's, he's not Eric? number two all time. Yogi Ferris somewhere? No. Who's number Paul one? Number three. Paul O'Neill. No, number one is obvious. Garrett. Imagine. Imagine. And who am I missing? Jerry's favorite ball player of all time. Why? Mickey Mantle. <laughs> oh. Ruth. Alex Rodriguez. Oh, oh, he's, right. my oh, boy. he's my favorite. Hi. All right. Milton, Hi. you're going you're to close a it off with this. A, with California, the, uh, a California pop group from 1965. One woman, four men. This was their big hit. Give it 20 seconds, guys. Okay. 
What is those words? It went, to the corner. it went to the corner to do what? Ease my pain? Ease my pain. I pulled that one out from 65. Uh, have it. You know who it is. Yeah. Had that, Fred. Who is it? We five. It Correct. is the We Five. That was the big oh, hit. My, you were on my mind. You were on my mind. You know what was another great song at the same time by the Fortunes? Remember that song, You've Got Your Troubles? By the you got Fortunes. your troubles, you got like your troubles mind. Mind. That was uh, right about the same time. So each week had a I went through my record rainy. collection. Here comes that rainy day feeling again. That was later. That was later. Speaking of the words. 1971. It was a great song with the word mind in it. I got that song by the Easy Beats, Friday on my mind. Friday I love on that my song. Mind. Great song. Yeah, great right, song. right. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us for this uh, 155th show. Hello, hello. The stuff we gave you today, you know, and uh, hope to see you all out there next Thursday. There are a couple Don't you guys, don't you want the stock report? I no, no, no. <laughs> the Yankee game? Does anyone have the Yankee score before we no, go? I don't want to know. All right, go check it out right now. They're on TV right now. It's not a problem. See you guys. Yankees scored five in the first. They don't want to hear it. Take care, everybody. Take care, guys. Thanks. So you doing anything special next week? 